No, goodness, that would be disgusting. <laughs> I, uh, I am putting the shells up in this row. Oh, that would be nice. Then I can put my book up there. Oh, I didn't know you had a book, Gwyneth. Oh, yes, Denzil, with words and everything. It's uh, just like somebody talking to you, but flat. <laughs> and uh, what is it called, this book of yours? The complete book of classic recipes from Wales. Uh, <laughs> how many recipes are that, then? Two. <laughs> I'm surprised there's so many. <laughs> What's in there apart from Welsh rabbit? Arseholes. Do you mean whistles? Dyslexic, Gwyneth. Oh, oh, yes, that's right, Denzel. Ex-diclic, yes, yes. It's not an easy mistake to make. Yes, because the difficult mistakes are a bit too hard for you. <laughs> oh, Denzel, sometimes I think I just can't cope. Only sometimes. <laughs> are you feeling a bit low? Well, you're no shorter than usual, Gwyneth. Perhaps we should try a bit of DIY then. Oh, what do you mean, Denzel? Well, when the boiler broke down, I fixed that, and I'm pretty sure that the inside of the air head is not more complicated than the Kedwelly 9000 combi with a variable regulator. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, tell me about your dreams, Gwyneth. Oh, all right. I've only had one dream, Denzel, and in my dream, I dreamed I was in the Navy on a ship, and it was called HMS Gwyneth are Lovely. And all the sailors were being nice to me, and one of them said, Gwyneth, would you like to see my hornpipe? Ach, Yes, Denzel. Then another sailor took out his boatswain's whistle and said I could blow it. And he told me my fingering was excellent and he danced a merry jig. I bet he did, Gwyneth. Dear, 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 dear. I can see what the problem argument is. What, Denzel? You have got post-naval depression. <laughs> if Facebook could talk, episode 137. I don't know, just feeling a bit down in the dumps today. Probably nothing. Oh, dear. Poor you. I like that. Big hugs. I like that. Have a drink. I like that. <laughs> Thank you for all the messages of support from all my FB chums. You're the best. Feeling much better now. Gosh, that was a quick recovery. I'm sorry. I mean, I like that. Have a kiss. <laughs> Have another kiss. Have another kiss. Have another kiss. Have another kiss. Thankfully, I don't kiss this much in person. Wink, smiley face. <laughs> Glad you're feeling better. I feel a little bit down now. Oh, dear, poor you, sad face. Big hugs. Have a drink. I like that. Oh, <laughs> off and die. Yes, I do know what is an exam. It is a big test to see if you are clever or very, very stupid. 
stupid. <laughs> and when you first go to school, everyone does say, oh, isn't it nice for them to have a nice, lovely little time with the Play-Doh and making a muck with the finger paint? But then, after a week, the teacher does say, stop playing and get ready for your sats. <laughs> and sats does stand for silly ass bum tests. <laughs> and sats was first invented by the government, by the man what was the boss of schools, Mr Michael Cove, what looks like a little boy and an old man all at the same time. <laughs> And now the boss of schools is Mrs Nickers Norgan. And, and she does love sats even more than he did. And when the teacher makes you do the test, the whole class must be silent. And you must not copy off the brainy girl. Because your teacher will say, it's only yourself you are cheating. And that is not true, because you're not copying off yourself, are you? <laughs> but if, if the teacher is still cross with you, then you must cry and say, it's not my fault, it's because of problems at home. <laughs> and, 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 and they will take you to see the head teacher. And you must say, I couldn't do the test because my mum drinks too many pints of wine. <laughs> and, and if you do get lots of ticks on your satsams, then you can go to a place called a university and have some further away education. <laughs> and, and a university is like a hotel where you pay money to learn how to go to sleep in the daytime and how to wash your own pants. <laughs> but, but when you have finished university, you get a special swimming certificate and then you can be a doctor or a dentist or a businessman. But, but if you did answer no questions on your SATS test, you will not never get a job. And then you will go on the scrap heap challenge and end up down the, down the prison with a tattoo on your face and crumble teeth. And you will have to drink cider for breakfast and wee down your leg and sit in the street with a dog on a string. And that is what will happen if you do not pass your ZAMs. It's school. It is. It's true. Joe, Joe, you're a sight for sore eyes. How you doing, man? Oh, man, I haven't seen you since the Rock Again Festival at Newton's and Boswell's. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Davey? Uh, I'm stony broke. So I, I was wondering if you've got any songs in the pipeline, Joe? Aye, but they're in the pipeline. That's where they are. Because uh, I, I told the press we were working on a new album. No, did you now? Uh, so what I was thinking was maybe we could release a, a best-of album. Uh, we did that already, Davey. Did we? Uh, about ten years back. <laughs> I can't mind of that. All oh, right. Uh, I mean, well, I mean another best-of, you know, a new one. Uh, we did that too, Davey. Oh, did we? Oh, jeez. Uh, we did the very best of Tetraploid about five years ago. <laughs> oh, I must have forgotten that one. Have we done a live album, Joe? Two. <laughs> Jeez, oh. One electric, one acoustic. Okay, okay, I've got another idea. How about we re record all the old stuff now? You mean now that my voice is gone? <laughs> what? It's not gone, George. Not totally. It's got a different texture, right enough. And range. And tonally, it's not so good. And out of tune some more, maybe. But still, it'd be the band back together. Apart from Stu and Kenny. Ah, may they rest in peace. Aye. <laughs> I'm still going, Joe. Uh, Davy man, you've lost the use of your arms. <laughs> Aye, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm learning to kick the drums. 
So it would be a stripped-down version of the classics. Exactly, exactly. Without the harmonies. Dump them. Or the guitar solos. They take up time. We'd have me singing out of tune. And forgetting the words. And you kicking the drums. Yeah! There you go. The worst of Tetraploid. <laughs> And now for the local news with Prue Hughes. And Hugh Pew bringing you the news from down your way. And up your parts. In real today, thousands of furious animal rights activists descended on the town to stop the local council taking ten ants to court for not paying their rent. <laughs> but there were red faces all round when the activists realised it was actually a printing error and that the council was in fact taking tenants to court. <laughs> Police in Norfolk are looking for a one-legged man who robbed a bank, then made off on foot. <laughs> the public are advised not to approach the man, as he may have only one leg, but he is armed. Medical news now, and in real, a man who thinks he's a piece of luggage has been admitted to hospital. Psychiatrists say he's the strangest case they've ever seen. <laughs> Wellington and Somerset administrators at the not very Wellington hospital have had to close several wards because Mrs A is out of control. Oh, I'm so sorry, that should be MRSA is out of control. <laughs> hospital spokesman, Dr Will See You Now, said that despite the problem, the death rate at the hospital was no higher than usual, one per person. <laughs> And now, Thought for the Day, with the Reverend Murdo McMinn from Balerno. Good morning. I've had a wee thought. I was standing in the queue at my local minibar the other day. <laughs> They've allowed me back on a trial basis. <laughs> after the window-smashing debacle the other week. And as I stood in the queue, I thought to myself, what in the world has happened to the curly-whirly? <laughs> Oh, I used to be a devil for the curly-whirly, but you can't buy a curly-whirly anywhere these days. It's like the world's been de-curly-whirlied. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry to say that the old red mist <laughs> descended uh, once again, and sadly there was a pebble... Well, it was a breeze block um, nearby, and, uh, well, somehow I destroyed the entire confectionery department <laughs> and mortally wounded the adjacent newspaper stand. <laughs> As I said, I am a devil for a curly-burly. <laughs> so, my thought is this. If at first you can't see a curly-burly, it's probably because there isn't a curly-burly. <laughs> and that's my wee thought for your tea break. The rest of the day, you're on your own. <laughs> Hello, darling. Hello, darling. Mwah, mwah. Now, you are remembering we've got that charity fundraiser thing tonight. Yes, I am, darling, yes. Is it for children with no backs or something? Children with hairy backs, darling. Oh, yes, that's mm -hmm. the one, yes. Who's organising our table? Dom and Samantha. Oh, God. Do we know who else is on it? Yes, just been Googling them all now. Oh, yes. So, first of all, there's Ian and Tracy. Mm, he's a tennis coach. That's right. Not sure about tennis. What's she like? Into soft furnishings, apparently. Oh, bugger than that. And a drama teacher. <laughs> Oh, that sounds more interesting. Expert on Strindberg. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes, we could be in trouble there. We'll just have to ignore them. Who's next? There's David and Brian. You mean...? Yes, both men. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I have nothing in common with them, then. But you're a man, darling. Yes, but I don't like men, darling. What if one of them's got a goatee and tries to kiss me? <laughs> Just pretend it's my mother and kiss him back. <laughs> No, no, we're not sitting next to any of that lot. Who else is there? Jeremy and Anita. Oh, God, he's a Labour councillor. Mm, she's something to do with Greenpeace. Are they hippies? Looks like it. Five children. Oh, must they? <laughs> this table's a disaster. Is there anyone we might like? Have a look at Sandra and Mark. Oh, well, they seem OK to look at. He's a banker, same as you. Excellent. Like shooting and fishing. Proper bloke, much more the thing. She's a former model. Very promising. Originally from Liverpool. Liverpool? <laughs> oh, no, sorry, no. <laughs> what, what's wrong with that? Oh, come on, the accent, the football chat, the bloody Beatles, I can't do it. Anyway, we're going to another charity do next week. Oh, yes, is it Support the Surly again? No, it's stand up for the stupid. Oh, yes. God's sake, darling, you're the president. Oh, yes, so I am. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Frank Hovis. My wife rags a drink in the afternoon. And the other day I came home about half past two and found my wife lying face down, spread eagled across the bed, completely naked. And I couldn't help thinking how much my wife's anus. How much my wife's illness resembled the mouthpiece of a trumpet. <laughs> hey, by the way, I, I, I hope... No, I do, I do hope I, I've not offended anyone here by saying... Anus. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a word that doctors use, and actually, not many people know this, but that particular body part is actually named after a man called Hugh Janus. <laughs> who did have a Hugh Janus. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I couldn't help thinking how much my wife's anus resembled the mouthpiece of a trumpet. And I thought, I wonder if I could get a note out of that. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so I bent down. I'd, I'd had a drink, I'd had a drink. I bent down, applied my lips to my wife's sleeping anus <laughs> and blew. And I did get a note out of it. It was from the headmistress of the primary school across the road, asking if <laughs> next time we did something like that, we wouldn't mind drawing the curtains first. <laughs> so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. What's the point of relaxation? Lying around mindfulness and meditation. In today's society, people slob about in front of the TV. There's so many slothful time wasters, but not me. Because I'm busy, incredibly busy. My schedule is packed, I'm swamped, I'm clearly in demand. Busy, incredibly busy. I'm completely booked up, overscheduled and overplanned. When people ask me, how am I? I say I'm sorry, I'm completely unable to reply. <laughs> because I'm so busy, unbelievably busy. I just can't find the space for anything, anyone, even me. Busy, so crazily busy. The less spare time one has, the more successful one can pretend to be. So how can one exist without a 335-page to-do list? Busyness is the kind of existential reassurance, a barrier against worthlessness and doubt. There's nothing worse for me than an empty diary. I don't like apps, I need distraction, not reality. If I stop and think, I might begin to sink. I don't want peace of mind. I'm terrified of what I'll find. 
I gotta keep busy. Superintendent, be busy. I'm even busy when I'm not busy texting and googling online. Busy, so incredibly busy, 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 busy. <laughs> so make your life stressful and demanding. Keep your diary expanding. Cause if I'm busy, I feel outstanding. And the higher my social standing. Cause if I'm busy, I matter, I matter, I really matter. I'm busy, I matter. You've got your headphones firmly on, then I'll begin. Hello and welcome to Oral Text, the company that takes you on audio bus tours. Today, we're touring around the wonderful city of Glasgow. <laughs> now, as you may know, Glasgow was first put on the map when the map was printed and Glasgow was put on it. <laughs> the city was invented by William Wallace, a.k.a. Braveheart, a.k.a. Mad Max himself, Melanie Gibson. <laughs> His famous portrait resides in the Kelvin Grove Art Gallery and in the files of the Los Angeles Police Department. <laughs> Over here, we can see a statue of Saint Mungo, the patron saint of Glasgow. The miracles that are said to have been performed by St Mungo are myriad and are listed in this traditional Glaswegian rhyme. Here's the bird that never flew. Here's the tree that never grew. Here's the bell that never rang. Here's the fish that never swam. Here's the toilet with the broken chain. Don't ask Mungo to fix it again. He's clearly rubbish. <laughs> Eventually, St Mungo had to give up being a saint when his TV career took off with Mary and Midge. <laughs> Glasgow is, of course, home to the famous Burrell Collection, the largest collection of burrells in the world. <laughs> Glasgow boasts some beautiful and innovative modern architecture, including, of course, the Clyde Auditorium, designed by Sir Norman Foster and nicknamed the Armadildo, <laughs> because it looks like a peaceful sleeping penis. <laughs> Glaswegians are well known to be gifted in the art of making things up. And many writers live here, notably Alistair Gray, author of well-known bestseller, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> which is about the weather. <laughs> a little while ago, Glasgow was International City of Culture. There was a competition to find the best slogan to represent the city. The slogan that triumphed was, Glasgow's miles better. And as they never said what it was that Glasgow was miles better than, it was impossible to disagree with that. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this extraordinary Stony Bridge Council meeting. What's extraordinary about it? It's in the usual place. With the usual people. In the usual seats. Talking the usual teeth. <laughs> Well, it's funny you should mention talking the usual quiche egg because tonight's meeting is different. We're talking different quiche. Exactly. <laughs> we are here tonight to talk about the windfall from our wind farm. Those three giant turbines up on top of Stony Hill have been working a treat. They're great for killing pigeons. Aye. Me and Bobby enjoyed a free pigeon supper out of it anyway. <laughs> enjoyed speaking a bit strong, Wally. Yes, yes. <laughs> OK, so I forgot to pluck the pigeon. 
easy mistake. Those turbines are not for killing pigeons. They supply energy and have saved us a huge amount of money in our lecky bill. So I propose that we use the money to fund local projects. Oh! <laughs> are there any suggestions? We could build a Stony Bridge Museum. Oh, that's interesting. What will we put in it? Stuff. Could you be more specific, Bobby? Interesting stuff. Go on. From the past. Oh, we could put the actual Stony Bridge in it. And how would everyone get across the river, Megret, if we put the Stony Bridge in the museum, you donut? Well, we could build the museum round the Stony Bridge, just where it is. Oh, so you'd have the B3482 to the Etza Muckert going right through the middle of the museum. <laughs> That's not going to work, is it? We could build a museum bypass. <laughs> We could not build a museum over the Stony Bridge. Any other ideas? Got it. Let's get a horse. <laughs> Aye, thank you, Ek. Uh, keep in touch. Oh, here's a thought. How about some water for the swimming pool? Oh! That's a good idea. I find it very cold in my trunks when the pool's empty. I like it empty, but then I can't swim. Well, it doesn't work for those of us who can swim, and diving off the springboard's no picnic either. Aye, now there's having an illicit slash in the deep end. <laughs> I'm always getting caught. Ick! We're not putting water in the pool so you can fill it with pish! Oh, come on, I'd never fill it. <laughs> You'd have a right good go. How about this? We could get a horse. <laughs> Why on earth would we want a horse egg? Well, everyone says we're a one-horse town. So let's get a horse, then we actually will be. Oh. The Holy Grail. We have made it. Well done, Egg. All those in favour say aye. Me. Not me, aye. Ah, never mind. Motion carriage, sort of. We're getting a horse. And then I can stand behind it and have a slash. <laughs> What's the matter? Uh, uh, all right, look, I'm a bit worried about Josh. Have you noticed how he seems tired all the time? He's a teenager. Right, I think he's using... Well, have you talked to him about it? Yes, yeah, well, not in person. What do you mean? Well, on Facebook. <laughs> You're on Facebook? Yeah, everyone's on Facebook, Grandpa. And that's where you talk to our son, OK? He doesn't know it's me, obviously. <laughs> he thinks I'm a hot teenager called Minty. <laughs> oh, wait. So, you've posed as someone else on Facebook to get information about your own son. What's wrong with that? Nothing, apart from it being weird and creepy. Um, what photo did you use? Oh, I just scanned a picture of some random girl in Grazia. You mean a model? Oh, maybe. Look, it's the only way I can communicate. The whole Avatar thing was a disaster. Avatar? Well, World of Warcraft. I spent several months as a sexy elf ranger until I was slayed by Nob Fam the Danai. Nob Fam the... Yeah, it was Josh, it was Josh. It's his Avatar name. Oh, it was a very bloody battle. I lost loads of bitcoins. So then you thought, I know, I'll stalk him on Facebook instead. But no, no, not stalk, you know, follow. Mm, that's much more acceptable. Exactly. We had a bit of Twitter contact. You're on Twitter. Say hello to at the actual Lionel Messi. Great choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, 
Well, I thought so, yeah. I thought Josh was really complimentary about the new Barcelona strip. He even favourited some of my jokes. Because he thought you were Lionel Messi. Uh, look, in the end, he blocked me anyway. So, look, I bought this phone app that can tell me where he is by tracking his phone. He could be in a really dodgy area. Hi, Mum. Dad? Uh, Josh, uh, your mother wants to know, are you doing drugs? What? No, you can't ask him that! Oh, God! Uh, well, look, occasionally I do have the odd joint. Hmm? OK, uh, thanks for being honest, mate. Uh, you're off out. Uh, no, I've got to stay and revise for exams. OK, good lad. See you in a bit. There you go. What have you done? You've invaded his privacy. <laughs> he never trust us again. Oh. Hi. Come on, go hooly here. <laughs> well, obviously I'm here, you know. <laughs> Where else would I be? Yeah. <laughs> Now, the other day, I went out of town for a ride on my motorbike. Uh, I just finished my latest book, uh, The Honda Instruction Manual. <laughs> In case you're wondering. Brilliant read, by the way. <laughs> Great twist at the end. <laughs> Won't spoil it for you. Anyway, I wanted to read something else, but, you know, maybe something a wee bit lighter. So I thought, I know, I'll go out and read some road signs. <laughs> Turns out they're not light reading at all. In fact, they're, they're just annoying. Like the first sign I saw, it said, Pick your own strawberries. <laughs> I said, All right, all right, I will. <laughs> Point taken, I don't happen to want any strawberries. <laughs> but if I change my mind, I'll make sure I pick my own. <laughs> then I went on to the motorway signs everywhere. First one was actually quite interesting. Tiredness kills. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Didn't know that. Early to bed for me tonight. <laughs> then I had to slow down a bit because it was pretty foggy. And after a wee while, I saw a sign that said fog. Initially, I couldn't see the sign <laughs> because of the fog. But eventually, after peering through the fog, I saw the sign that said there was fog. And I thought, fair play to them, they've got that right. <laughs> It's foggy right enough. It was good to have it confirmed. <laughs> Although it seems a wee bit strange. I mean, why do you need a sign that tells you there's fog? They don't have a sign saying there's rain or sun or clouds. Just one for fog. <laughs> Maybe it's there for people who are prone to imagining fog. <laughs> so they know that this fog's real, you know. <laughs> then I saw another sign that said, this sign is not in use. <laughs> Well, that's good to know. I wonder what it says the rest of the time. This sign is in use. Right, got you. You're in use. Good for you. And then there was one more sign that said, take a break. I thought, how about you take a break from putting up all these stupid signs? Anyway, thank you. I'm taking a break now. I'm not in use. The Absolutely Radio Show is written and performed by Pete Baking, Owena Banks, Muggy Hunter, Gordon Kennedy and John Sparks. It's produced by Gus Beattie and Gordon Kennedy and is an Absolutely Comedy Unit production for BBC Radio 4.